You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Get Fucking Real show. It's episode 100. (laughs) I don't, I just, I, yeah, I can't even believe that we've done 100 episodes of the show. And I decided to release this one on video because it feels a bit momentous. And I want to mark this time in the history of the show And it's a pretty special time in my life. And I'll share more about that. So episode one was called, Who the Fuck is Lisa Cherney? (laughs) And my guest manager, Audrey, had the idea to like re-release episode one, but like with an update. And so I kind of built on her idea and decided that I was going to reflect on that episode one. So I'm going to share like an update on some of the things that I shared in episode one, which by the way, was about three years ago. So it took us three years to get to episode 100, the perfect divine right time for us to arrive here. And holy shit, so much has happened since May, 2019. So yeah, I mean, of course the pandemic and that changed a lot of us in a lot of ways. And then I'm going to share with you a few different areas of my life that have evolved over that time and what way they've evolved. And I'm going to be a little bit sort of uh, reflective in this episode. And so thanks for coming. I'm so glad you're here. I'm really, really glad you're here. Welcome to my office. And I dressed up for you. It's my favorite red t-shirt, a little lipstick. And that's one of the things that's evolved a lot since the pandemic definitely have lowered my standards in terms of my day-to-day wardrobe and, you know, just even, you know, yeah, just lowered my standards a lot, which feels so liberating. (laughs) And there's a a theme here um, with this episode. I think liberation is is a really big theme that's emerging for me right now. So episode one was called Who the Fuck is Lisa Cherney? And episode 100 is called How the fuck is Lisa Journey? Like, how is she doing? It's something that a lot of people are asking me lately. And the primary reason for that is because at the time I'm recording this, my mom died three weeks ago. And 
I like to say very clearly and frankly, she died. We often, we don't use that word. We say people passed away, they're transitioned. And I do have a belief system that invites me to characterize her transition of her experience to be like, she's no longer in a physical body because I really do believe, I believe that, you know, souls go to a different place where we can still connect and communicate with them both through like direct means, like through mediums that do that. And also like just really through our own connection with them. And so I am working, I'm not working. I am open to cultivating, you know, this, a relationship, a new relationship with my mom. Now, am I sad? Yes. Like very, very sad. And I don't know, there's something sort of otherworldly, uh, quite magical, and I'm going to put a link to the Caring Bridge website that I set up. I'm not going to share a bunch of the story around my mom's passing in this episode. And if you would like to go on the journey with us, it was a two-week conscious dying intentional process where she made the choice and you know, we walked it out over two weeks and I wound up being a powerful writing assignment for me that I didn't know was going to happen. And it was super therapeutic and yeah. And it really allowed hundreds of people to go on the journey with us and to communicate with my mom and, and share their, their feelings, their, you know, their thoughts, their goodbyes, their, their gratitude. And that was just, it was an amazing process. So I feel like, you know, part of my the way I'm holding it is because we had that real, like that amazing privilege of having those two weeks to say goodbye and to, and having her feel very peaceful about it. So if you want more insight into that, I really, I invite you to click the link below this video or in the show notes, if you're listening on the podcast to hear more about that. So that is why people are asking me, how are you? How are you, Lisa Journey? How are you? So I decided that it was who is Lisa Journey, and this episode is how is Lisa Journey, or how is she doing? And there's a lot I want to share about how I'm a different person from where I was three years ago. And you know, one of our GFR commandments, number eleven, is to embrace we are not the same person we were when we made those mistakes. We call it in the GFR commandment, and they will not repeat. And, you know, the confession question is, you know, how are we a different person from how, how have we evolved from that? What past mistakes are causing me self-doubt now? And the whole spirit of that GFR commandment is to say, like, we don't need to worry about making that same mistake or because we are not that same person. And, and so I really try to make an effort to acknowledge that for myself, I'm not the same person. And also for, you know, my unmentor clients and the people that are in the GFR squad. So I invite you, maybe this is an invitation for you to reflect like, who am I? You know, these last three years, like the year before the pandemic, you know, up through now 2022 is, is a really juicy period of time. I think for all of us, I think I can make a generalization because we, in a large part, we're on having the same experience, which is such a rare thing. But there's a few other ways that I really changed. And so I want to share that with you today on this episode. And 
invite you in to celebrate a hundred episodes of the GFR show. I don't know exactly how many interviews because I've probably done about a dozen episodes. So let's just say there's like 90 interviews with amazing people just like you that have had struggle and trauma and life journeys that have brought them that they've walked through and got to the place where they could talk about it and are sharing about it, confessing things that they haven't maybe shared publicly. And then in the end, really sharing with us how that informs their business, their mission-based business. And just the variety of things that have been shared with the GFR audience are, oh, it's so sacred to me and I'm so honored. And many of the guests share with me how transformational it was to be on the show and to like have an expansive period of time to share their story and to have me reflect different pieces, you know, kind of string different pieces along the way or, you know, tie things together that they hadn't really tied together before. I mean, we're talking a bankruptcy. We talk being in jail. We talk car accidents and like a stranger rescuing one of our guests whose car had fallen in the river and, you know, suicide attempts and losing brothers and losing wives and losing a son, just different kinds of trauma, witnessing different things and personal you know, abuses. And one of our guests, you know, went through six, a six time sexual trauma survivor. And I mean, there's just, I can go on and on. And what I now know is that trauma is a very normal thing, especially for people that are up to like, I'm going to say big, not to like, have you go, Oh, I'm not up to big things. But I think like for those of us that are meant to help others, for those of us that are meant to like have that experience so that we can then be inspired to help others, that we can have the experience that is ne necessary to have to help others. I really do believe that that is our path in my now 23 years of mentoring and coaching mission-based entrepreneurs that are mostly doing what they're doing because they want to serve because of something they experienced or somebody close to them, they experience, you know, there's something that inspires them. I could tell you that trauma often births businesses and often there's a struggle or what we call a wormhole, you know, dark night, GFR wormhole, dark night of the soul that then up levels and transforms. And so for me, I am going through a very real example of that with walking through losing my mom, who I was very close with. And what that means to me when I say that is that she really knew me and she really saw me and she was very supportive of me. And I was able to be real with her and proximity. She lived down the street 0.9 miles the last 15 years of our lives together. and. She was very real with me and we didn't like talk every day. That wasn't what it looked like. We talked often, but it was an emotional depth and realness to what we had. So of course, this is a huge transition for me. And one of the things that my mom said to me on her deathbed sounds so like melodramatic, but 
it sounds melodramatic until you are <laughs> with somebody on their deathbed and it doesn't just feel so melodramatic. But on her deathbed, she said to me, Lisa, as I am transitioning, so are you. And boy, did I feel the truth of that. And, you know, my mom's, I didn't know this all along the way, but my looking back now, my mom's end of life experience was about a year and a half. And I share more of that on the Caring Bridge in terms of exactly what, what her journey was. And I have felt that transition happening this whole time. And again, liberation, I feel like is a key theme for me. Is it a key theme for you? You know, what does liberation mean to you? Oh, so all of that to say happy 100 episodes to the GFR show and to me and to you as a listener. If this is your first one, welcome. There's a beautiful archive of stories. Scroll through them and see, you know, which ones jump out at you. Happy anniversary to those of you that have been guests. I've started to have some people back because it's really fun to see where they're at now. And I'm really proud of myself for sticking with it. And not that I forced myself to, because I, I don't do that. And part of the reason why it took us three years is because I decided in April, 2020, that I wasn't going to release every week anymore. And it just, I just wanted more space. And I thought it was because of the pandemic, but it wasn't. And I stuck with that. And that's what's given us longevity. So there's a lesson to, you know, do things on your terms, not the way that it needs to be, or they say you should, you know, and there was, I was like, oh, you know, that's not what they say. You're going to have a successful podcast. You should just release it every week or more, you know, and I just, you know, I spend two hours with my guests, you know, a little over the hour is recording and I just like to be present and enjoy it. And every interview is perfectly timed for me. <laughs> so for those of you that experience the same feeling when you hear an interview, whether it's a recent one or an old one that you listen to, that's pretty cool. So there's a couple of things I shared in episode one, Who the Fuck is Lisa Cherney, that I thought it would be fun to kind of reflect on. Here we are three years later. I just... I actually really can't believe how different I feel. Like I actually listened to the episode before recording this and I was thinking I'd replay it on here, but I think you could just go back and listen to it. And, you know, just even hearing myself, I just feel like so much younger. So I was 48, 49, 51. Yeah, I was 48. My daughter was 13. We were married about 24 years at the time. You know, I had both parents and now I have a 16 and a half year old dot, you know, still have a daughter, a 16 and a half year old who is driving and taller than me and like a full fledged, like young woman. And she has a boyfriend and she is a feminist and she knows what she wants to do for her career, which is to be a visual communication graphic designer. Like like she's going to college. There's this, I mean, I, I can't even believe how different that feels. I'm a mother of a different, feels like a different person. And we're now married 27 years as of a week or so ago. And oh, at the time, you know, I talked about, you know, 
say, I talked about my belief that there is no limit on love. And I shared that we were non-monogamous at the, you know, at the time. And we had been for about five years. And at the end of 2019, we made a conscious decision to simplify our lives so that we can focus on some of our own inner healing work as individuals. And that also meant that we decided to go back to being monogamous, which was much easier said than done, of course. And of course, I could do a whole other episode on that. But so we're currently and been monogamous. We're grateful that <laughs> that was the case during the pandemic because that would have just that would have made things hard. But we're so grateful to have have that shared experience of those adventures and the just the sexual identity adventures and just like all the whole adventure. We now have that as part of our shared experience and obviously an openness and you know to talk about anything still together and. So that's very different, right? Like we're kind of back to a simplified, you know, like a simpler way of of living and combine that with the pandemic. I've just realized I'm way more introverted than I realized. I need way more alone time and downtime than I realized. I need more space, you know, than I realized. I just conformed so much to the rat race, which I know many of you also discovered. And I'm really trying to retain as much of that as possible. What else do I want to share? So I think two more areas I want to share about. One is what my business looks like now compared to what it looked like three years ago. And I really have, you know, recently started to call it a liberated business. And, oh gosh, that resonates with me so much. And I feel like that is a bit of the next chapter, at least this is how I'm feeling today, is that the GFR laid the groundwork for really holding space for people feeling liberated, you know, and I just feel like everything that I've been through talking about GFR stories, like everything I've been through from, you know, liberation around my marriage and liberation around my body. And you can listen to the episode called Fuck Dieting. I can't remember what number it is, but we'll put a link, you know, where I'm no longer trying to control the size of my body. When I turned 50, this was a big awareness that I had and like, that's so liberating (laughs) and not worrying about what I'm eating all the time. And, you know, most recently liberation around the ideas of death and what dying looks like and liberation around marketing. So I feel like now compared to you know, back then, like I am now walking out, I'm like walking out like the get fucking real part of holding space for that idea has led me to feeling liberated. I decided I hated, not decided, I confessed to myself and then outwardly that I hate launches and all of the structured marketing and masculine like energy around marketing and like just like having to conform to what you know people say is the right way or the strategic way and you know I just like kind of like like broke free like it was like shackles on me and I figured out how to do campaigns and how to speak my truth and own my soapbox and then I taught it and, and created something called the unlaunch. And that's happened since, you know, so I have this whole, you know, way of now supporting my clients to find a market, to wait a market to market and really just speak their truth about their thing and their mission in a way that is liberating. And also that feels fun, you know, 
And the other way that I feel liberated in my business is that I just love my clients. Like it's probably taken me like two years into my GFR journey to just really, really, really give myself permission to only work with people that just know they're supposed to work with me, that respect me and love me and that own their shit. And I own my shit and they own their shit. And that we could just really be in like union around what we're up to together and being their unmentor. That's another thing that has birthed since 2019 was this like new way of coaching that is not putting my way of doing things on somebody else and working with people that are in a later stage of their business that have kind of tried the formulas and the blueprints and just really crave kind of trusting themselves more, saying no to what's not working, redefining their success, you know, liberating their marketing, all of that. So, huh, so that's unmentor and that's been super fun. So all the unstuff has been super fun. Unmentor, unlaunch. We recently did an event called the Love Fest for Liberated Leaders, which was actually episode 99 and happened to be the one that my mom showed up on from her deathbed. Still can't even believe that. And that we called unnetworking because it is it's just high vibe coming together of people that are just being exactly who they are and all their uniqueness. And it's so that's my liberated business. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Yeah. So if this resonates with you or you're like, I don't know, want to give me any feedback about it, please. Like I love Facebook messenger. You can reach out to me anytime, reply to any emails. If you get emails from us, just reply to those emails or join the GFR squad, which is just 20 bucks a month. And we get together once a month on a zoom call. And we pick one of those GFR commandments. If you don't have those yet, also link in the show notes and we talk about it. And it's just a really great group of people that get together that really just want a GFR. And it's not a group, it's not a lot of coaching and solutions. We all just sort of put our coaching hat aside and we're just sharing. And then we receive sort of like the listening and the, I don't know, it's really cool. So you can check out GFR Squad, also link in the show notes. I guess really what I'm saying is, please let me know if anything is really speaking to you or resonating with you. I just love you know, one thing about podcasts is a one-way medium here. <laughs> so yeah, comment on the video or shoot me some kind of direct communication. I will always welcome hearing from listeners of the show. So, and then the last thing I want to share about sort of how the fuck is Lisa Cherney doing, you know, you know, I feel liberated in my business. I shared kind of where I'm at in my relationship my primary relationship with my husband. I, I shared where I'm at as a mom. And then I shared some of my journey around losing my mom in her physical form. And I want to say that really the ultimate liberation, the ultimate, our ultimate liberation is from our body. And I want to embrace that liberation while I'm here in my physical form. And then I also really want to embrace what I believe my mom's death is inviting me to embrace, which is life. And in one of my posts in the caring bridge, I talked about how I'm going to be taking my role as her legacy 
a lot more serious from now on. And I'm going to be taking life a lot less serious from now on. And I just feel like that's the ticket, right? It, the ticket is life is short. It is limited. It is what we have today. And my mom had breast cancer when she was 40 and I was in high school. And that really implanted this, I call it like this little chip of like life is short, you know, it definitely absolutely impacted me in that way and her as well, which is why I say fuck so much now because she decided that cursing was no big deal back then. So I could blame it all on her and from that were from Jersey. But this, 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 this is implanting that in a whole new way. And a couple of, I'm calling it Mama Phyllis deathbed wisdom, which I've, I've posted a few on Facebook and I've been told that I should be writing a book, Mama Phyllis Deathbed Wisdom, which of course I have the URL already. <laughs> it's like my mom's dying, but I'm reserving URLs because, you know, I just feel like, you know, I talked about this in episode one, three years ago that I feel like, you know, my life really is a, for really sharing my experience with others. And that has not changed at all. And so my writings through her process and capturing things she was saying was just, it just felt so natural. So one of the things she said is, who cares? Just be in the moment. That's all that matters. That is what I'm doing now. Who cares? Who cares? Just be in the moment. That's all that matters. That's what I'm doing now. It's like, okay, that's a profound thing to say, but for somebody that's on their deathbed and in their dying experience, whoo. Oh, that's all that matters. I love that. She said, be your authentic self and follow your heart. Now that is something that we hear a lot. And this woman, it took her a long time to really embrace that. And she told my daughter in their goodbye conversation that she waited too long to do that. And she didn't want others to do the same. She wants them to do it now. So whatever that means to you, like fucking do it now do it now. Do it now. Don't wait till your diagnosis or your partner or parent or somebody like just maybe you can like borrow, you know, this experience and do it now. And then she said, this were her last words to me. She lived for, I think another five or six days from this where she was not communicating. So these were her last real coherent, lucid words to me. And I could picture it. I could picture her in her bed, me, I'm walking out. And she said, everything is divinely orchestrated. I love you, sweetheart. And she waved. She was recovering from car accident that she'd never fully recovered from. And she, her, her hands are still, she couldn't open her hands to wave. So she kind of did this sort of thing. She called it her pageant wave. So she said, she said, everything is divinely orchestrated. I love you, sweetheart, waving at me like this. And I just couldn't think of better final words than those for me. And so I thought I lived by those before this experience. I really thought that I believed that everything happened for a reason and that I didn't need to worry because there was a divine plan. And I really thought that I lived that way. And I know that that is 
where there's more liberation for me to be had. Everything is divinely orchestrated. I love you, sweetheart. So her experience, her end of life was divinely orchestrated. Whew. So this is episode 100 of the GFR show. I'm so happy to have this milestone, this precipice, this threshold, and this vehicle to mark this time in my life. And I'll give you another update on episode 200 or probably sooner. So that is how the fuck is Lisa Cherney doing? So I am hanging in there. That's like my answer. I'm hanging in there. I am really creating even more space in my life so that I could feel taught doing this, recording this is like the space that I created to record this. Like I needed to create space. So that is the thing that I think is most important, not necessarily for me to be crying and be sad, which is okay too, but I could feel there's an integration happening. Mom said, as I am transitioning, so are you. And I could just feel like there's this integration happening and I need space for that. So ah, I'm happy that I got to hang out with you and, and share these thoughts with you for episode 100. And if you've been thinking about joining the GFR squad, that sounds like a cool thing and you're not quite sure about the whole confession thing and just follow your intuition. And if you feel like you're supposed to be closer to me or in my orbit some way, that's a no-brainer. It's the $20 a month makes it a no-brainer and can cancel at any time. And we just, we talk, we pick a commandment. We don't actually go in order. We pick a commandment and we look at that question and we just share our answers to the question. And you don't need to be on camera if you don't need to want to. You don't actually need to participate in that way if you don't want to. You can just participate in the chat. I mean, however you want to do it. And if it feels a little scary, then I really invite you to do it because life is short. And like Mama Phyllis says, be your authentic self, follow your heart. And if your heart is saying, I want to hang out with Lisa Trini and other GFR people, then please do it. That is what the squad is for. That is, it was created when the show was created three years ago and we're still going strong and it's a, just a really wonderful group. Okay, so thank you for being with me. Links in the show notes to the Caring Bridge site so you can kind of see the two-week journey of my mom to the GFR commandments, which is your roadmap for getting real. Those are free to the GFR squad if you're interested in that. And please subscribe if this is your first show. If you're watching it on video, like on my YouTube, you go to some podcast listening app, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Spotify and subscribe to the show so you can hear, make sure you don't miss any of the episodes, share with a friend and reach out to me if you feel like you're supposed to, because I love hearing from my listeners. All right, y'all. Bye-bye for now.